Still one of Chloe's mini stools back here. Maybe this one right here. Uh, good morning. You know, uh, when Jen asked me to speak, I was like, mm, okay. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I, I shouldn't ever get surprised that the Lord shows up because uh, He just kind of gave me this. Word. It started off, well, let's start off with praying. Dear Lord, just use me as a vessel, Lord. Take me out of the equation and just flow through me, Lord. Send me your angels, any of them that you have to spare. Amen. <laughs> um, so at any rate, uh, back to what I was, the Lord kind of, put it on my heart that he wanted to connect with people. And, uh, you know, he did it on the, he did it when he sent his son. And, uh, you know, he exampled that many times in the Bible. Um, I've got a lot of stuff to go through, so make sure you have your Bibles out. Maybe get some large print for George. <laughs> but um, I, I initially changed the title uh, from what I originally thought to this, because the Lord just said to do this, and it's, this is the way. This is the way to connect with him. He's mapped it out in the Bible. Um, I'm going to start off with what I was going to end with, because I think it's important to kind of tell you where I'm going, because I, I know I can get a little bit off track sometimes, so I'm trying to be to where you guys can understand what's, where I'm coming from, because this is on my heart, and it's been on my heart for a while. Uh, part of it is the church being unified, but also that we are coming out of here in power, a power to fight the enemy, power to fight um, sin, a power to connect with the Lord, and the power to go out and speak to people with the light that you're supposed to have in yourself. Um, Ephesians 6.16 is where I'm going to start right now, and uh, 16 through 18. And this is important because this I'll wait till you find the scriptures and everybody online if you're still there, Janet and, <laughs> and the crickets. No, <laughs> Perdita, I love you guys. Oh, and Jen's on there. Wow. <laughs> Chuck, I love you, Chuck. Patty, gosh, there's a bunch of you on there. Okay, so I'd just like to start here. Um, it's called the Armor of God. And uh, the reason I started here is because this gives you everything that I had already put in here, all summed up in the armor of God. And it, it's something that me and Brian have taught about <laughs> to little children. But people forget that this is actually the, uh, this is the map to becoming, um, sorry, I, I know Jen talked about people that are, you know, cerebral and there's people that are feelers. I'm a feeler. But I also know a lot about the Bible. A lot more people think I know. I grew up in church. Uh, I've been through many Sunday schools and ministries that uh, you would never probably imagine. Royal Rangers, all that stuff. 
growing up. I've been in the church through many, many messages, and everything has been spoken through a lens. But this is basic this is basic stuff that we teach our children, and a lot of us forget. The armor of God. So I'm just going to start here. It's in the middle of what he's talking about for the armor of God, but this is important. Take up the shield of faith. <laughs> That's from a start. Which, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Faith. That's, that's all he required. And I'll, I'll give you scripture to back it up later. Um, that's one of them. Faith, right? Take the helmet of the salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Now, the Word of God, you have to be in it. You can't just come to church Sunday and expect to get everything you need. You have to read it. You know, at the Bible, an app, whatever you got to do, listen to it if you can't see the words, George. Um, <laughs> I'm just picking on you today. I can't see the words either. That's why I use my Bible app. I, I honestly have, have got to order a really large print. Um, in fact, the glasses can come off because I'm actually farsighted or nearsighted. I don't know what I am. All right, so, all right, so you get the word, right? That's the second one. And this is the way. And this is the way you fight your battles. And this is the way, like in the Mandalorian, where you actually know the way. This is something you need to take into your heart and remember. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. That's not just the people that you think about. You can pray in tongues. It says in the Bible somewhere, maybe Jen knows the address. I didn't bother to look it up, but it says pray without ceasing. Uh, You're going to run out of words real quick, according to one of my favorite uh, um, people that I listen to a lot, and and, uh, that's uh, Power and Love with Todd White. He says, you're going to run out of words if you keep praying without ceasing. Eventually, you're going to have to speak in tongues because the Lord will give you what you need. (laughs) You stay in that prayer closet for very long. You can work it up. You can work up to longer times praying in 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 the Spirit. And the Spirit knows what needs to be prayed for. We can't think of everything. I wished I could, but I, I, I honestly think that if you just go into the Spirit and pray in tongues, and we'll get into that too in a minute. All right, so I have a lot to cover, so I'm going to switch around to the first part of my page, pages. Um, we're going to start with faith. In Romans 10.9, you don't have to go there, but if you want to, go ahead. By faith you believe. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So right off the bat, we are coming into this Christian walk in faith. Um, Jesus modeled this, and he talked about it several times uh, to his disciples about faith. And there's, there's a bunch of it here. I'll read some of it right now. Matthew 17, 19 20, through 20. Um, it says, Then the disciples came to Jesus in private. This is after he sent them out to heal and all that. Um, empowered them to go out. All of his disciples will go out in the pairs of twos, right? He says, why couldn't we drive out the, this evil spirit, right? Because you have so little faith. Truly, I tell you. If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to the mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. 
I challenge you to think about this. Think about this. If Jesus were here today, this is another quote from Todd White. I'm sorry, I'm going to use him a lot today because I've listened to him a lot. <laughs> if Jesus were here today and you prayed for somebody and they passed away, they had cancer, or they had something, do you think Jesus, if he prayed for them, they would be healed? Yeah? Right. Well, we have to think about this. Um, I'll get into the next scripture, which talks about it a little more. We can have faith, but we can also have unbelief. Unbelief comes from the world, the way we think. And we're going to get into that in a minute, too. Um, this is part of the second part, so I'm not going to get ahead of myself. <laughs> All right, so uh, math, and now we're going to go to Mark 11, 21 through 25. Peter remembered and said to Jesus, Rabbi, look, this is after he'd um, cursed a fig tree for not having any figs on it, right? So he cursed this tree, and, it, and it, so it hit, anyway, he says, Rabbi, look, the fig tree you cursed has withered. Have faith in God, Jesus answered. Truly, I tell you, if anyone says this mountain, go throw yourself in the sea, and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. So, <clears throat> there is another scripture in here. I'm going to finish this, uh, this 21 through 25 later in a different section, though. So, hold that thought, all right? So, the next part after faith, we're going to skip around here a little bit. We're going to go right to reading the Bible. Um, we have to renew our mind and change the thinking from thoughts of man to the thinking of thoughts of God. God doesn't think like we do. God doesn't see things the way we see them. Um, I'll read you some things that, that kind of back this up. Um, all throughout the Bible, story upon story, testimony upon testimony, this is why your Bible is so important to read, because this is what tells you how to think and how to be. Isaiah 55, 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So um, I'm going to jump into David uh, right now, but this starts with 1 Samuel 16, 7. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance or height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at these things. People look at. People look at the, at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Um, that's so important, you know what I mean? Because you can have an outward appearance or an outward projection of yourself, but your heart is what he's looking at. He's not looking at anything else but that. So, and the reason I tell you that is because um, in Psalms 91.14, because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him and I will protect him for the acknowledgers of my name. David wasn't perfect. God sees differently than we do. God chose him knowing he would mess up, knowing his faults. But he saw something, something we cannot see from an earthly mindset, the heart, right? So Acts 13, 22. After removing Saul, he made David their king. God testified concerning him. I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. 
That doesn't mean he didn't do everything, you know, he did everything he wanted him to do, but he also did things outside, which were man things, that he was still imperfect, but he still used him to basically the whole lineage of Jesus. Um, all right, so reading your Bible, that's so important because that's how you think like him, that's how you become more like God, that's how you connect with him. Uh, if you don't read your Bible, you know, I don't know how many people grew up with a Bible on their coffee table like I did. It had layers of dust on it, you know, and never been opened, you know. And then, of course, we had our other Bibles. But it's just like I never, we never like sat around reading our Bibles, you know what I mean? We didn't sit around, uh, you know, talking about all this stuff. So it's just not something that every day. And, and what happens is, in our day-to-day walk, you know, we're, although the world is just so distracting, and we spend all this time doing all these things that are distracting, if we spent even just a few minutes looking at our Bible, we could renew our mind thinking and realize that, oh yeah, uh, simple things like, yeah, <laughs> like you have to be last to be first, you know what I mean? Things like that. This is, these are, these are weird mindsets for us to think about okay so the next part is praying um matthew 6 23 the eye is the lamp of the body if your eyes are healthy your whole body will be full of light but if your eyes are unhealthy your whole body will be full of darkness if then the light within you is darkness how great is that darkness I charge you to say that praying and praying in tongues or just praying to, to God, spending some time with Him, is going to charge your heart and your soul with light versus darkness. I see it all the time with my wife. I feel like that a lot of people don't take the time to pray throughout the week. And I can see it. You know, I, I see it myself. I'm, I'm preaching to myself more than anything in this whole thing. I just just know that the Lord sent this to me for me, and I wanted to share it with you guys. We have to take a, as much time as we can to connect with our Lord and Savior, right? Because if we're not talking to Him, you know, we're not, we're not connecting with Him. And if we're not connecting with Him, we're not connected to the source, which is the light that's in our heart. So if you're disconnected from the Lord, which there's a lot of ways to disconnect, you can do it on your own, you know, do something that you shouldn't be doing. You, know, the, the, you can grieve the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit will not leave you, but it will disconnect from you in a way that you don't realize that you, it can happen. I've had it to where I couldn't hear the Lord's voice, and it hurt. I mean, but He couldn't abide in me at the time fully, even though He was in my heart still, because we, we can never we never make Him not love us, but we can definitely disconnect Him from us by doing things that just grieves the Holy Spirit. So I recommend praying, getting back on your knees, and seeking Him, seeking His forgiveness, repenting, turning back to Him. Repent doesn't mean you have to flog yourself. doesn't mean you have to, you know, you do not have to feel bad because He knew what He got in, what we're into. He came down to this earth, lived as man, lived a sinless life, which... And that particular covenant 
had to be super hard. I think there's like 615 commandments and 10, you know. <laughs> so I, I just, I, I really feel like that the Lord is saying to me and saying to you guys right now that you have to forgive yourself, connect back to Him, change your ways, repent, and the light should return to you. And with the light back in your life and in your heart and, and the connection back to God, you will fill your life with Holy Spirit and, and you'll get your blessings and everything that you're supposed to get that we kind of, you know, don't get because it's like if you don't talk to somebody, how's he going to give you his gifts? You know what I mean? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So charge your soul by praying. Charge it with light. Uh, Jude one twenty. And this is the NIV. But you, dear friends, by building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit. So you're building yourself up by praying in the Holy Spirit. Um, Mark 11, 21, 25, we're back to that verse that I started. Uh, so, I don't know if we're going to recap or not. But, um, yeah, so, yeah, so Peter remembered the, twig, the, trig, the fig tree, right? And he said, you can cast that mountain to the water. He said, therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. So that's connecting all three things back together again. You're reading your Bible to get this verse, right? But you're saying, I, I believe it. That's your faith, right? You've prayed for it. That's your prayer. So if you don't pray, how are you going to receive it, right? And it will be yours. There's no questions, if, ands, or buts. It is yours. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them. I think this is very important because there's a lot of people that they're so offendable. You know what I mean? Like they're so full of themselves. They don't have any way to... They have no way to judge. They're not supposed to judge, right? But yet they do. And it, it, we all do. I've, I've, been, I've been in situations where I've been mad at a pastor because he failed in some way. You know what I mean? But I should have never had him as my God. My God is in heaven, right? So that person is just like me. He is a human. He is corruptible. He is... He is not who I'm supposed to be judging. If you want to judge something, judge yourself. I think it's some, somewhere in the Bible, I just heard it the other day, you know, don't look at that guy's twig in his eye when you've got a two-by-four in yours. You know what I mean? That this is, this is so important. Forgive them so that your Father in heaven may forgive your sins. I feel like a lot of people are so worried about other people's sins, they forget about their own little ones or their own, what they consider little well, they're all sins. So, you know, the, the Bible says that there is no such thing as a big or little sin. It might talk about in Leviticus that, you know, sexual sin and immorality. But, you know, I tell you what, if, uh, if you don't forgive that person and you do not, you, you're, holding, you're holding, withholding him forgiving your sins. That's, that's in my, I believe that. Um, that's pretty much all the scripture I had. I feel, like I, I feel like that some people, when George was talking earlier, 
They don't realize the price that God paid. He bankrupt heaven to save us. And yet we have to sit here and get offended over some little thing when there's only one person on this planet that should have ever been offended, and he was not, and that was Jesus. He was rebuked by the church. He was tortured and murdered by the church, as far as I'm concerned. The Romans did it, but they did it because they asked him to. Because they didn't want him. I just picture him on the cross, on that tree dying for us. After being tortured and mutilated. John Denope, you can't even recognize him. Yet he pulled himself up off that cross, breathed in and said, Father, forgive them. If he can forgive them, we can too. And if this is what it takes to have my sins forgiven, I will never, ever, as far as I can do it in my heart, is I will never be in unforgiveness. I don't care if you don't have to be friends with that person, but you can forgive them. And you can tell them you love them. Jesus modeled this as as a Christian, we should be following what Jesus modeled. And I can't picture anywhere in the Bible, except for when he went into the uh, place and tore up the tables because they defiled God's house, that you ever see Jesus showing that kind of unforgiveness. And I feel like that we all, as Christians, need to take a deep, hard look at ourselves and remember that I mean, it says, do not have any other gods before me, right? But what's the next thing? Love yourself, love your neighbor as yourself, right? So you need to forgive yourself and you need to forgive people. You know, if you can't forgive yourself, how are you going to forgive others? And uh, it took me a little bit of time, but I was literally like sitting up here playing for the first time about nine years ago with George and all the three amigos. Um, and, and I just felt the Lord wrapping his arms around me and telling me he forgave me, which I was like, I don't deserve to be forgiven. Because if we all got what we deserved, we'd all be in hell right now together. You know what I mean? He would have smited us a long time ago. He definitely wouldn't have sent his son to die on a tree for a bunch of people that were unforgivable. So I feel like today... Uh, take a moment to reflect on yourself and, and feel like that, that you have the same love that the Father had for us to give His only begotten Son to forgive all of us and all the people in the world, all the people to come, all the sinners that need Jesus to show that love to everybody and all around us. Um, we, we need to be charged with that light. So we need to follow these simple instructions. And I'll read it one more time. The armor of God. Take up the shield of faith. Take it up. Take it up right now. Pick it up. I don't care if you're in mind or in your hand. You put that right there, right? That's going to keep all flaming arrows away from you, away from your heart. That's to protect you, right? Nothing can penetrate that shield. This is a prophetic act right now. You're picking up that shield. There's nothing you're guarding your heart. Guarding your heart, right? 
And then you're going to take that helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, that's your Bible, wherever that is, put it on your head. That's going to protect your brain. That's going to make you so physically able to connect with him on a level that you couldn't connect with him before because you need to know his thoughts to talk to him. You cannot talk to somebody that you don't know his language. Well, this is his language. This is his book. This is where you get his language. How do you talk to somebody you don't know how to talk to, right? So you learn in his spirit and in his language. Now you're going to take and pray in the spirit. And I feel like there's an action there. And, and that act, that's an action word, prayer. And a lot of you know it already. I've seen you guys pray. And I pray when I can in the van when I'm driving around. But I, don't, I do not take the time to just sit there and pray. And I, I'm going to start. Get in that prayer closet. Get on your knees. When you're feeling the temptation, put that shield up. Put that helmet on. And get in there in the Word and pray to Him. And it says pray on all occasions. So you should be always praying. Pray when you're out and about. Pray when you're working. Pray when you're happy. Pray when you're with your spouse. Pray when you're just by yourself. The Lord is your companion. He should be the first thing that you think about. And all throughout the week. I, I challenge you this week to see how many times you realize that you're not thinking of him. Just, just go about your day, go about your week, and, and I would like you to tell me how many times you actually thought about God up in heaven. I know, I know I'm probably the, I'm probably going to have probably the least number of that, but <laughs> I, I try. But honestly, we are in a fallen world, and we, this world is, so full of distractions by the enemy. He's taken advantage of that. He's totally taken advantage of that. And this is the, 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 the thing is, the God is the better version of this earth, right? The heaven is, is a better version. When you've experienced His goodness and I don't know how anything else can compare to it. So I challenge you this week, this month, whatever you want, to just see how many times that you actually think of him. Because he's thinking about you all the time. He's thinking about how he wants to talk to you, how he wants to be with you, <laughs> how he just wants to say, I love you, and have a conversation with you. Get out of your head and get in the Bible, and by faith, Pray to Him, and He will answer you. It says it in the Bible. He will do it. That's all I've got to say about that, Jenny. <laughs> Sorry if I cried too much. Huh? Yeah, we'll end in a prayer. And I will come back to the beginning right now. If you declare in your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart, that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And I want you to, if, if you've never ever said this, I would love for you to say this, 
but you need to be ready to take on a whole new world and that's just the beginning uh, we have to we have to we have to develop our Christian walk so get with somebody that knows and start learning because there's so much more dear Lord I pray right now that anybody that hears my voice and anybody that's heard this message that you set a fire in them set a fire in them to to learn about you to experience your love to show I just pray that you show them mercy that they've never experienced before that they don't even understand why they get it there's so many people I just pray right now that you can just give them peace that they've never they can never understand why do I deserve this Lord I just pray right now in Jesus' name. Anybody that wants to come up for prayer that just comes up, I don't care when or who they talk to, Jen or me or anybody that's up here, all of our worship team or powerful people, I just pray right now in Jesus' name that you, that you just have them come from outside of their head and just start, stop thinking in their own beliefs and start thinking in you. Amen. Thank you.